Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. Hey, Ryan. How are you today? Pam, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. You know, I tell you, um, do you like statistics? Yes. Do you really? Lots of numbers. Lots, lots of numbers. Of, yeah. You know, uh, if, if our listeners also would agree that they like statistics, this is going to be a podcast uh, right in their wheelhouse, right up their alley. So let me start by saying... We're going to be talking today about tobacco cessation, smoking cessation, tobacco cessation. And let me throw a couple of questions at you real quick. Is this a test? This is a test. <laughs> oh, <right>? no. 100% <laughs> test. So, okay. Uh, in Potter and Randall County, so making up of Amarillo, mm-hmm. what would you say is the most common cancer diagnosis? I would probably guess breast. Normally, yes, in mm-hmm. years past, mm-hmm. and some of our listeners are probably thinking the same thing as as have I. You know, mm-hmm. breast has always been the number one uh, cancer in our region. Um, actually, now uh, the estimated cases from the uh, Texas State Department of Health Services is lung cancer. Lung mm-hmm. cancer has actually taken over breast as the number one most prevalent cancer. That's sad. It's very sad. Uh, Scary. Very. It is. It is. And, you know, a lot of it is can be prevented. Uh, when, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that today with um, our guest. And I'm super excited about our guest. I've known uh, Shanna for quite some time. I've worked with Shanna on lots of projects. Um, and so uh, without further ado, we have um, Shanna James today from Texas Tech. Uh, Shanna, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Well, we're excited. Um, I know you have a wealth of information uh, and knowledge specifically in tobacco cessation, but share with us about yourself, kind of what you do at Texas Tech, your credentials and so forth. Okay, I'm Dr. Shanna James. I have my doctor of pharmacy. I'm a clinical pharmacist. Um, I'm not a typical pharmacist. I actually see patients. Um, I see patients in clinic. Uh, for a lot of different chronic disease states, and one of my favorite ones is tobacco cessation. Um, kind of a little bit more, I am also a, a tobacco educator with Tobacco Free Amarillo. I'm a tobacco treatment specialist trained through the Mayo Clinic, um, and um, I do a lot of outreach, so tobacco prevention, of course, providing information cessation, and doing free classes uh, through Tobacco Free Amarillo for anybody in the Amarillo area. Um, And so this is a topic that definitely interests me. Um, I think it's probably a part of my life daily um, in one way or another. Yeah. You know, Pam, it's... uh I think she used the word tobacco like 12 times in all the things, <laughs> which, which ultimately means lots of hats, lots of hats, you know, seeing patients, um, educating patients, um, and really, uh, spreading the word about tobacco cessation. Sounds like she's got some good sound advice for us. Yes. Uh, no pressure. <laughs> um, and I know she has some more statistics, so that will also be the word of the day besides tobacco. It will be statistics. Um, so, you know, talk to us, uh, Shanna, really um about what makes tobacco so addictive you know i think when people think about tobacco um we've heard about it 
you know, for years and decades now, you know, tobacco is harmful, tobacco is dangerous. But, you know, kind of thinking back, you know, even 50 years ago, which seems like a long time (laughs) ago, but it really wasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we really didn't realize how harmful it really was. Um, But the problem is it's not the part that's addictive, nicotine is the part that we get very addicted to that's what your body gets addicted to Mm -hmm. but that's actually not the part that really makes you sick it's all the other chemicals but what makes it so hard what makes it so hard to quit tobacco is nicotine has actually been shown to be as addictive or even potentially more addictive than heroin and cocaine oh oh So let's not start. (laughs) So what do we think about heroin and cocaine? We think of very addictive, you know, people can't get off of it. But think about that. If nicotine is as addictive or more addictive, that's a big thing right there. It's not just a willpower issue. This is an addictive substance. And guess what? The tobacco industry found that out in the 50s and 60s. That's why they get to pay billions of dollars today because they knew it and they added all the extra chemicals to make it where you got that hit faster from the time you took a hit of the cigarette to wow. your brain in seven to 10 seconds. They add up to 7,000 chemicals in one cigarette to make it that fast. Goodness. Oh, so wow. it's like, how do you compete with that? Right. Mm-hmm. So when you say nicotine, um, is it just cigarettes? Is it vaping? Is it dipping? Is it- so great question. Nicotine is in all of those. So it comes from the tobacco plant, of course, but we also utilize it in vaping. It's straight nicotine, either pods or liquid that you're adding. And they usually mix it with some different chemicals as well. Um, some of them are the similar carcinogens we find in cigarettes. Some are completely different substances that we're still learning about as well. So it's not just a willpower thing. Your body is truly addicted to the substance, but then also we use it in a lot of different circumstances. It can be used as a stimulant to make you concentrate better. It can make people less hungry. So people can be using it for a lot of different reasons, which if you're not identifying what all of those reasons are, you're not going to be as successful. So we definitely got to cover the addiction, but we also have to cover the behavioral. Maybe you're using it as a stress management. Not the best Mm -hmm. way because that's going to stress you out more. But if we're not identifying those, then it makes it really hard to quit because once you try, your brain's going to work against you at first. You'll want it. Wow. Wow. 7,000 chemicals. Yeah. That, I can't even think of that. Just, that was off the top well, of my head. I'm glad you can't because I certainly can't. And that's kind of where I was headed was I don't even know if I could even try to identify 7,000 chemicals uh, in a cigarette. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Now, I know, you know, it talks about to tobacco free does a wonderful job um, with cessation and um, uh, quit AIDS and all of the classes that you do. You mentioned that that is, comes from the Mayo Clinic. Well, let's talk about that because that's important. It's not like you just read a book or went to a weekend little seminar. Um, let's talk about your Mayo training for cessation. 
Yeah, to become a t- tobacco treatment specialist, um, it's a certification. So like most certifications, anybody in healthcare or even anything, I think, with, you know, different professions, um, it was a week-long course and uh, we had to take a test to pass. You have to keep up with continuing education hours. Um, so it's not just something literal, I can, you know, do my defensive driving online and not <laughs> right. really pay attention. Um, never done that before, I'm police officer. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's... Um, the great thing about the Mayo Clinic is they really have set the bar in what this is. Um, they've had um, different scientists and faculty and physicians there who are some of the ones who fought against the tobacco industry and won those big litigation sediments uh, that we know about in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And so they really set the bar on of what looking at the full picture when it comes to tobacco cessation. So it's not just, hey, you need to quit, here's some meds, good luck. It's really treating the whole body, um, treating the whole mind of the patient um, to really ensure that they are successful. So we talked about quitting, but can you tell us some reasons why our listeners should choose to quit? The good news is it's never too late. You know, that's something I get a lot from patients. Um, You know, within 20 minutes, your heart rate and your blood pressure drops. You know, your heart is an organ just like anything else. So if it's on overtime all the time, you're going to increase your risk of having cardiovascular problems. Um, Within, you know, just a few days, your smell and taste will start coming back, Uh, which sometimes, you know, maybe... It would be a good thing not to have because I really like to smell and eat my food. Yes. Um, but, you know, you get to enjoy kind of that again. Um, one of the probably biggest is one to three months, um, the cough, that mm-hmm. smoker's cough, mm-hmm. and shortness of breath decrease. Wow. Um, and I think that's just a big thing because it really gives back some quality of life, being able to feel like you're not going to get short of breath and be able to do things. Um, you know, after a year, your heart disease risk uh, decreases. And, you know, one of my biggest things that I like to talk about with patients is uh, 10 to 15 years, your lung cancer risk is half that um, that it was. And so there's always an opportunity to improve and get back some of that health. You know, I want to revisit that. You said 10 to 15 years, your risk of lung cancer, developing lung cancer is half that of a smoker. To me, what that says is how powerful and how rough smoking cigarettes are on your lungs. Yeah. So you're talking, you know, 20 plus years before your lungs, in essence, are that of a non-smoker, you know, kind of repair themselves. That just blows me away. The big number. It is. It is. And, you know, um, we talked about how much statistics there are, and that's a lot. You, yeah. mean, you, you mm-hmm. threw a lot at us for sure. Um, the one thing that I found and, um, talking about statistics is that 40% of all cancers diagnosed in the United States are linked to tobacco use. So, you know, I started off talking about asking Pam what the number one cancer in Potter and Randall County, and and it's now lung cancer. It's not breast. And so, but so many of the number three, four, five, six, seven types of cancers are linked to smoking. Yeah. It's not just lung cancer, right? Oh, no, definitely. I mean, lung cancer, I think, is it gets a lot of hype and re- um, because 9 out of 10 lung cancers are related to smoking, either firsthand or secondhand. Um, so lung cancer 
for the most part, is truly preventable. But cancer is associated with a lot of other cancers that maybe people aren't as familiar with. Mouth, esophagus, larynx, which is your throat box, stomach, um, of course, your lungs, um, Mm. bladder cancer, rectal cancer, cervical cancer. I mean... Even some types of blood cancers. Right. So there's a lot of cancers that can be directly related being caused by you smoking. Wow. It's a lot. It is. It's 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 probably rare to have something, one something be linked to that many types of cancers. Mm-hmm. I, I would think tobacco might be one of the most common. I mean, to, the, to be linked to that many cancers. I would say so. Uh, and that's why the Surgeon General has said and, you know, came out with... To quitting tobacco is probably the most beneficial thing that you can do for your health because it's not just cancers. It's pulmonary disorders. It's um, GI, you know, increase your risk of GERD, heart disease. I mean, it's linked to everything. Golly. So, okay, we have reasons for our health to quit, but what about our pocketbook? So this <laughs> is a fun one I like to do. And I like to go for the big bang. So take how many cigarettes you smoke a day and multiply that by your pack. So say your pack is $8 and you smoke a pack per day. So a lot of people will do like, okay, this is how much I'm spending a week. This is how much I'm spending a month. I just go ahead and multiply it times 365. Yeah. And so when people come to find out that they're spending over $2,500 a year if not more, on cigarettes, Cigarettes. it really is eye-opening, you know, and I talk about that, you know, is there anything that you would like to do with that much money? And, you know, you never want to just not use that money, like, okay, I now have that money, Mm because then you'll never know you had it. Like, put some aside and be like, reward yourself. Sure. You know, I'm doing something awesome. One of my patients that quit, she bought um, a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of that, I remember one of the patients I took care of, um, he was a big smoker, and he decided to put all his money aside, and he was able to buy a car after so many years. Yeah. A nice used car. That's it. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. So, I mean, if somebody's, you know, pack per day costs more or they're smoking more than a pack per day or there's multiple people in the household smoking, like that can add up quick. Another people don't think about is time. I mean, who has enough time in a day? I don't. (laughs) I think everybody complains about that, right? So Mm -hmm. even the average about time is about seven minutes a cigarette. Mm -hmm. If they're smoking about a pack per day and you multiply that, then it ends up being almost a month. That's 24-7. You know, I never thought about it. From, I never thought about it from that angle. I think also the convenience. You know, you go out to eat and you feel like you have to have that cigarette. Well, you can't smoke in a right. restaurant. You have right. to go outside. Yeah. So, right. you know, the inconvenience. That's, that's one of the things, Pam. I've always thought too. So, in the building where I work downtown, um, they can't smoke within I don't know, twenty-five yards or twenty-five feet or whatever it is in front of the the doors. And I see them sometimes when I'm going to a meeting or whatever in the freezing cold in the snow yeah. outside smoking. And I told myself, if I had to go outside to smoke in no, the harshest, condi- no thanks. I think, mean, you know, I'm, I'm not. But now you understand, like, it's not just we like your body is like forcing you to do it. It's, it's a full like, commitment. Yeah. Right. It's I like, mean, you know, think of heroin and cocaine, you yes, know, got to get that hit. It's the exact oh. same idea. Well, you know, you, you talked about um, how hard it is to quit. We know why we should quit. And let's talk to our listeners about how to quit. Um, You know, 
I'll give you an example and I kind of joke about it cause it's kind of ironic. And, um, I was telling Pam earlier, my grandfather smoked for ever and I never knew that he'd smoked. Um, because wow. I guess he had quit before I came along or about the time that anyway, regardless, he quit smoking by chewing tobacco. And so <laughs> that's for everybody listening. That is not the way to go about quitting smoking cigarettes. No, please don't do that. <laughs> so two wrongs I, don't make a two, right. No, they don't. They don't. So I, I use that as a, as a kind of humorous, but not so humorous answer. But how, how do they go about sm- uh, quitting smoking? What are, what are some steps? You know, there's a lot of information out there. And so I just want the listeners to know um, there are safer ways than others. And so as a provider, as somebody who specializes in, in this, I'm going to go with what I know is safe. I'm mm-hmm. not going to put you in a different type of harm, um, which some of these other products, like going from smoking to dip, will do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're introducing a whole other realm that you may have not been introduced to before. Um, so the cool thing is, like I said, nicotine is what's addictive, but that's not what's making you sick. It's those extra chemicals. So we have things called nicotine replacement therapy. Right. So there's patches, gum, lozenge. And so what it is, it's in the name, it's replacing nicotine. Now, what I like to tell my patients is you can't go into this thinking it's going to feel the same as a cigarette. If you do, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. We don't have all those extra chemicals that's making it get that hit to your brain so fast and so much. So I'm going to be able to give you something. So either it's going to be absorbed through your skin or absorbed through your cheeks. And it's going to finally get to your brain. It's just going to take a lot longer and it's yeah. not going to feel as satisfying but it's going to make it bearable to where you're going to be able to tolerate it enough to get through. I've heard um, some of the people that are smokers, they say, well, that's too expensive. I can't afford it. What should you, what should we tell um, our listeners about those replacements? So um, there's a lot of different ways you can go about doing it. One cool thing about here in the Amarillo area is we have tobacco-free Amarillo, which is amazing we have because a lot of big cities don't even have a program like we do here. Mm -hmm. With tobacco-free Amarillo, we offer not only the free classes I was talking about, we also provide free cessation aid. So we give you a long acting and a short acting. So that way kind of way can get you started. So that way you're not buying cigarettes, you have the initial medication, so you can use that money you previously used on cigarettes and apply it to your nicotine replacement. Mm-hmm. The other thing is a lot of insurance pay for it, and they pay for it completely. Um, so you need to have an open dis- discussion with your doctor about it, and they can write you a script and have a plan to help you get through it as well. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I yeah. didn't either. I didn't either. What about, you're talking about um, the nicotine replacement. What about like the the Chantix or the prescription yes. other medicines? So if you go to your doctor, then you're also going to have even more opportunities to discuss maybe what is the best option for you. So some people do really well on Chantix. Some people don't. But mm-hmm. that's a great d- discussion to have with your doctor. Do you meet the criteria based on your other disease states and other medications? Would this be good for you? Some people like it because you can smoke initially when you start the therapy. Mm-hmm. with Chantex. And so some people like that. It's not as scary or intimidating. There's also Zyban. So there is prescription medications out there. There's coupons. There's different things. And most insurance want the people sure. on their insurance plans <laughs> yeah. not to smoke because we talked about all the yeah, things yeah. that can happen. Mm-hmm. And there's also uh, 
quit now. So you can call that information, call that number, quit now, 1-800-QUIT-NOW, and you get to talk to a a tobacco treatment specialist like myself any time of the day, and they also will send you two weeks free of medication. So there's some options out there. Lots of resources. Yeah. Lots of resources. What happens, okay, I've made the choice, I'm going to quit, I've tried the patch, I, you know what, I failed. I started smoking again. How, what would you tell those people um, in that case? You know, the thing is, is I cannot tell you how many quote unquote diets I've been on, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people, you know, are now saying, don't think of it as a diet. Think of it as a lifestyle change. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of think of it in the same thing as, you know, we you know, with the survivor sip, we think of about 24 hours in the canyon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's something you should just go into one day and be like, <laughs> I, I'm going to go do. I'm going to go ride life. 24 hours. No, um, thank you. you know, <laughs> So, you know, it's anything, training for a 5K or marathon or anything, it's a process. You're Mm -hmm. in training. And so I like to tell my patients, you're now in training to be a non-smoker. So we're going to have bad days. We're going to maybe have slips. You know, if somebody's training and they go and get a cheeseburger, that doesn't mean I'm not going to do the marathon. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like, you know what? I got to get back on it. I got this. Uh, One cool thing that we're doing with Tobacco Free Morello is a Quit Monday campaign. So if you've slipped, just recommit that Monday, every mm. Monday. So that means you have 52 times in a year to quit. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, and what is it they say? They Statistics say, you know, seven times. It takes up to seven times. Yes. And I would imagine maybe in this case it might even be doubled. Average. So average, if all the people who actually are able to quit tobacco, any forms, it takes an average of seven times. Some people less, some people more. But every time you learn something new, you know, some of the things that you have to go through, it's not about just, okay, I got my medication, I'm good. You have to really think about the process. The first three days are the hardest. Mm -hmm. So I like to tell the patients, let's change up your routine. If you first get up and make a pot of coffee and smoke a cigarette, let's get up and drive and go get hot tea from somewhere. Changing that up in your brain really helps. It's kind of like... I know it's hard, bad to say, but like training a dog. If you right. train them to do something, they're ready for that tr- treat. Mm-hmm. Your brain mm-hmm. has now associated certain things, which we call triggers. Right. And those triggers now are warning your brain, hey, I'm going off. Give me my cigarette. So you got to change it up a little bit. I know we're tricking ourselves. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Whatever works, right? Um, Whatever it takes. Yeah. And so, and then you're also going to have, if you go cold turkey, your receptors are going to go wild. Mm-hmm. And so your body is going to work against you in the beginning. So if you didn't have a sound plan, plan in place before your quit date, you're not going to be able to think as well to think through how do I get through this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something as a, a tobacco treatment specialist, I'm going to go through all of that with you. Let's talk about how you handle stress. Is cigarettes one of them? Okay, mm-hmm. let's think about another healthier coping mechanism because we don't want them to go to cigarettes to the alcohol right yes or cigarettes to dip yep Mm -hmm. you know so we have to go through all of that so when a patient comes and sees me they're kind of surprised i'm like you're not quitting today (laughs) we have a lot to cover (laughs) yeah and i think it really surprised them because they're used to like i'm going to the specialist i better quit before i see her i'm like no i want to know how much you're smoking can you log it for me i need to know every time you smoke yeah and I think it kind of blows their mind, but we got to figure all that out so that you can be successful. Having a plan. Having a plan, right. Yeah. So what about, let's talk about our survivors. They yeah. got the diagnosis. It's a stressful time. Their coping mechanism is 
lighting up that cigarette. Is that the perfect time to quit? Or is, do we get over that hump of the initial diagnosis and try to do better? You know, I'm going to say it's never a one size fits all. And so one of the things I kind of go um, through a patient when they initially see me is a scale. Mm-hmm. Their importance, their readiness, and their confidence. Mm-hmm. I can build confidence all day long. If it's not important to them and they're not ready, it's not time. Mm-hmm. Some people, that's all they needed. They hear that diagnosis and they're like, right. what do I got to do? Yeah, they want to quit first, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. some people... It takes them a minute to process. And so I'm going to be like, I'm going to be here for you. Let's just try cutting back. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe not completely take it away. So instead of a whole pack, let's try to do the three-fourths a pack. And and be where that person is. And they're going to be more open to that and not completely block you off versus, you know, harping them. They already know. Um, You know, they're hurting. They're scared. Um, So being more for them just as a support and when they're ready, then we can go through that. And I mean, it is important as a provider to, to let them know um, that the treatment is probably going to be more successful if they, tr- if they actually quit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times surgery has, has different plans, you know, chemo, radiation, surgery, all of those are going to have better outcomes if you quit smoking. Mm-hmm. You know, um, less side effects. You know, at at cancer, you know, I think a lot of people sometimes are more scared of the side effects of treatment than the cancer itself. Um, You know, I know for myself with my my, my Nana, that was so hard to see, the Mm -hmm. side effects with it. Um, You know, you're more likely to be more tired, fatigue, more nausea, um, infections. Um, You know, as cancer, you have a lower um, immune system. And so... Smoking is just going to lower it even more, unfortunately. We also have to think about secondary cancers. Um, A lot of times, you know, it can, you know, move to different parts of the body. And we talked about it, all the cancers that are associated with smoking. And Mm -hmm. so we're going to decrease those risks the day you stop. Right. Right. And I don't think our survivors should have that guilt. Um, You know, this is a hard time for them. Um, But we're here for them, and we have resources to help them um, get on the right road. And overly, you know, we just want to improve their quality of life. Right. Um, Like I said, being able to taste your favorite food or have that smell. I mean, how many times have you heard a song or ate something, and it's just taking you back to, like, your childhood? Like, Mm. You know, it's, it's, those sensations are, you know, something that's sad that to be taken away that smoking does. Mm -hmm. It truly is a process. I mean, just like going through cancer, it's a process, right? Right. I mean, you, you have this step and you have that, that next step and then it's planned out for you and it's, it's quitting smoking is a process. Yeah. And And I just, oh yeah, I think it's. I never, um, I, I can't relate. I've not ever smoked. I can't relate to the addictiveness, but I, I just can't imagine. It's like cocaine or heroin. Yeah. That's a huge addiction. So the crazy thing is most tobacco treatment specialists either themselves were a past smoker or have a close relative. I have none. So oh, wow. Kind of the anomaly. Um, I would just say that it was so impactful to me as a student being in the hospital and I would see these patients in for cancer or other things that were caused by smoking and it was so heartbreaking. 
that they didn't want to be in the hospital. You know, this is their third trip this year. And how do I keep from coming here and hurting my family? And I have no, I can't have the life I had. Like it changed me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I sure. wanted to learn and do more. Oh, yeah. um, you know, not every provider has the same training I have. And it's, I wish we did. I mean, that's something I promote within mm-hmm. my students. Um, but it's a lot. So if it's a lot as a provider to understand and comprehend and go through, don't think as you as a person who smokes shouldn't have all the answers if your doctor doesn't even all have the answers. Right. You know, and I think that's hard sometimes for us to take is why can't I do this? You know, why can't I stop? And just know there's so many things involved in it. There's not just one thing to overcome. Right. And everybody's different. And everyone is different. Very situational. Yeah. You know, Uh, real quick, I want to touch on one thing here about vaping. Yes. So it's safer option than smoking or able to use that as a quit aid um, or none of the above. The fun topic vaping. Yes. (laughs) Um, You know, vaping is relatively new. So what does that mean to me as a provider, somebody that looks at the science is we don't have long-term research on it. And that is something that is scary to me as a provider. Um, And we already do have some research that has negative information on it. The funny thing is, as vaping's been out and became popular, that was actually never a good cessation aid for my chronic smokers. So anybody that I had that smoked more than a pack per day couldn't tolerate it. Hmm. Because of the different chemicals inside it, it exacerbated the pulmonary damage they already had. So the lung damage they had, it caused them to have coughing fits. Mm -hmm. Now, I've had somebody that was a younger patient who never smoked more than a half per day, so potentially less damage, they could tolerate it. Interesting. So I have always been anti-vaping. I mean, Mm -hmm. if my smokers already have that coughing fit, just taking one puff, There is something bad in there. And that's what we're finding. These different chemicals, they're completely different, some of them, than what's in a cigarette, have never been studied being inhaled. And we're seeing that there is some dangerous, maybe even quicker ways to the hospital than a cigarette would give you, which is scary. We're seeing more teenagers ending up in the hospital Mm -hmm. with lung issues that are completely different we have never seen before compared to cigarettes. So to me, it is not a safe option. It is not a cessation aid. It just stay away from it. There's better options. There's better, safer <laughs> options. Yes. Probably so, cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Good information. Yeah. Good information. You know, uh, for our listeners, um, I want to make sure they know how, you know, they can. Here's the thing. Give us a call at the Survivorship Center if you're struggling with quitting smoking. Um we will put you in touch with Shanna. We will put you in touch with Tobacco Free Amarillo. We will get you the help you need, get you the resources you need. That's what we do. You know, mm-hmm. we, it's not just about, oh, well, let's help you learn how to eat better or let's help you, you know, um, get physically fit or, you know, a focus on wellness. Um, one of the other components is we need to be able to help and provide resources for those that are, that are smoking. And um, that, there's no better time than now to start that process. So, easiest way to get us, Pam. How do, how is that? 806-331-2400. Yeah. You're going to get a hold of somebody here, either Pam, myself, or Penny. 
um, and they will be able to give you the phone number, the website, everything that you need to know about tobacco-free Amarillo. Now, is there a cost to this um, class that you offer? It is absolutely free, and the medication is free as well. Yeah. Ron, did you hear that? <laughs> you know, and I think I know that's popular on our, this podcast. It is, it is, right? It's a trend. Uh, just as everything here at the Survivorship Center is free, um, these are the great uh, resources that you may not be aware of. Um, you know, it, it, just as Shanna, as you were saying, there's other ways to help get that nicotine in your system and without all the harmful chemicals. Exactly. Patches, gum, lozenges, um, easier, right? And they, they don't smell as bad. And yeah, you, you all get that smell and taste back, even yeah. with starting the meds. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so let, let's talk, let's transition, Shanna. One of the last things we do on, on our podcast is, uh, thanks to Pete, Pete's CarSmart Kia, we are sponsored by them, uh, and they generously help us with our podcast. And so we always like to end our podcast with uh, a Pete's powerful moment. So share with us, if you will, a Pete's powerful moment. So um, I'll try not to tear up. (laughs) Um, So I've been doing cessation classes since 2014. And once I did them for um, a group that was part of the homeless population. So luckily we were able to give them medication. And one of the patients came to me. They had COPD and wanted to know if I could help them get inhalers. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I didn't have anything where I could send them to other than to the ER. And so I was able to teach them some breathing techniques, which I've learned um, with tobacco cessation. And um, I taught him the techniques. You know, I got him set up with his meds. And I was at a restaurant on 6th Street, and I heard somebody yelling my name. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And it happened to be the same guy. And he comes running to me and hugs me crying because he said he was able to get a job because of the medications. He hasn't been smoking and he'd been doing those breathing techniques. Mm. Oh, wow. And so he didn't get so short of breath where he was able to, to actually work. complete the work right. and um, be able to, you know, hopefully get himself off the streets and oh my gosh it was so impactful it's just you never know you know never know like the little things like that where you may be the change they needed for their life that's amazing what a powerful moment thank you for sharing um I know for myself I want our listeners to know this is a no judgment zone we want to make sure that we're here for them and we appreciate all the information and if they have any questions again give us a call We'd like for um, you to like, subscribe, share um, our podcast. All of the things. Do all the things. <laughs> <laughs> share it. I mean, right? This is this is not this is a podcast episode today for not just our survivors. Right. It might be for a caregiver. It, it might, might be, be that kid that thinks smoking's cool, um, but it's for everybody that um, wants to try cigarettes or wants to quit cigarettes. There's good information. Absolutely. So until next week, we thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. All right. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.